What's up, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode of the First Row Podcast. My name is Saran, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. How's it going? Happy to be here. Thanks for letting me join the show, Saran. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, to give everybody a little background on what this podcast is all about, I am a complete bachelor, bachelorette newbie. And Austin, I guess I can call you a super fan, right? I mean, that's kind of a str- I mean, I enjoy the show. I've been watching for a while. And listen, I'm talking to the viewers. We have no one that's watching or listening to this show right now, but I'm just talking to the listeners. I've been watching since JoJo season. So it's been, it's been a number of years. So I've been following for a little while. I know the show enough to when I first met Saran and some of my other buddies that they thought I was you know, kind of crazy. But, you know, I got them into it a little bit and I finally got Saran to you know, kind of start watching the show. This is his first season kind of watching and hopefully he was intrigued. Hopefully he likes it. And, and like you kind of mentioned, like, this is kind of a cool space to, to talk about and kind of I'm just interested to get your thoughts, honestly, Saran and the show and kind of go through this season long journey with you, man. Yeah, you you definitely get my thoughts on the episode, which I thought was <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. But yeah. before we get to that, I want to talk about. I did watch the first few episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. Yep, and absolutely fell in love with my guy, grocery store Joe. Mm. Right. I love that. I remember Grocery Store jokes. He was in also one of the first seasons that I watched in The Bachelor. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. Um, I think it was on, was he on Becca's season, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, I remember it, it was on, I was on Twitter at the time too for the show. And he got sent home, I think it was like one of the first people, like night one. And... Twitter blew up grocery store Joe and it's like this guy he's such a nice guy how did he get sent home so early and it's kind of fitting that he found his place in paradise and he's of course a fan favorite just a nice guy you know just genuine he just wants yeah. to love Saran you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean like I'm happy for the dude him and Serena I don't I mean I guess he didn't finish the show but like him and Serena just a great couple perfect fit and I was happy for Joe you know what I mean it's just that's what the show's about Saran no we're just two bros talking but at the end of the day we're just talking about love, man. You know what I mean? People finding <laughs> love and romance in the world through the show, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor Paradise. This is why we're here. This is why we watch the shows. Yeah, because the there's one issue I have with Bachelor in Paradise, and it's yeah. that I don't know why they have to put back-to-back episodes on, like, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So you basically have, like, and each episode is like an hour and a half. So you yeah. have like three hours in two days of Bachelor in Paradise. And it kind of gets a little too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest. This was kind of the first season two of Paradise where I just dozed off. And like you mentioned, it was a lot back-to-back days to where I taped it. I still have cables. So I taped it. And I'd watch maybe the Monday episode on Monday. But then wait till maybe Wednesday or Thursday to watch the second one. Just because like... It's a lot of time, man. Like investing two straight nights of like a two-hour show, it's like, uh, it's just a lot of time. So I did space it out a little bit. Played a lot of catch-up. Sometimes I didn't watch it at all the weekend to save for like a Sunday night binge. Um, 
but it's just a very, very different show um, than just the regular Bachelorette or Bachelor. And I'm kind of torn. Um, I, I think I do like the originals better. I don't think I think Paradise is fun and exciting to some extent, but then it get kind of, it gets kind of just super messy. And the one reason I, I do enjoy watching Paradise is because. In my mind, I've told some people this. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Avengers, if you will, of of, of like Bachelor Nation. It's like all the fan favorites, all the villains come together. It's like no one faces. You come into the season knowing who's coming in, knowing their stories, knowing basically how people are going to react to certain people on the show. Um, it's just made for drama, and I love drama. Um, and I, I remember Strand when I was still in Atlanta with you guys. I think it was it had to have been in the summer as well. I, when I was there, Paradise was popping. That was when I don't know if you got to Demi in, in this season of Paradise when you were watching, but Demi was prime in Paradise. It was a great cast and crew, and that's what I watched originally when I think I first kind of brought up Bachelor and Bachelorette to you guys. Um, it's kind of funny how that kind of I guess has come full circle a little bit, um, but it's it's a good show, and I'm excited for Michelle season two of The Bachelor. I think. She was a, a very sweet woman who's again just has great intentions and I think deserves the world and and it was Matt James' season but I think she's gonna bounce back for sure I think we have a great season ahead of us. Yeah, I really uh, liked her on this episode, mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna make a great Bachelorette. And the the I, I tweeted this uh, on Twitter on our. Uh, on our Twitter, and the girl got some guns on her. Like she is Dude, built. She's D one, man. Listen, I saw I saw a tweet today. I I can't find out. I'm just looking for it. But I think she played. I don't remember where she played college hoops. Um, but she dropped like 32 points or 28 points against University of Illinois, like a college basketball game. Like she was like she was a baller, dude. Like she was. She's probably just. A gym rat, I could see it totally. I mean, like, I mean, from what she said too in this episode of how like she was known as the basketball player, she wasn't chosen first for prom, she was chosen first for basketball. Like, she was probably a huge gym rat, like, she's tall, like you mentioned, she's got some guns, and I'm sure she bullied people in the paint too. I mean, she's, I'm sure she was a uh, quite the hooper, but um, she's a uh, she's quite the specimen, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that I guess that'll take us into the beginning of the episode where we meet the first few guys and I think it was like it's probably five we we meet in the first after Michelle's introduction and the one thing I noticed that every one of them they showed were like all of them mentioned I played basketball or Mm -hmm. I played football or they were all athletes to some degree yeah yeah it's kind of I mean, I guess I don't, I don't really, I don't think I've looked too much into the selection process. I don't know if, like, Michelle has, like, I don't know if she screens the people who come in or if just the producers kind of, like, do their own research. But um, I'm sure she, maybe she put in some input that she would probably prefer athletes, I would assume. Maybe that's why they have so many. I'm not sure. Um, but, like I mentioned, like, if she was a D1 athlete, like, it's that's just work ethic that doesn't go away. You know what I mean? That's just, like, yeah. a mentality you will always have. So I'm sure the producers helped out a little bit and kind of found some former athletes and plus on the guy side too like 
a lot of athletes also, like a woman who's also fit, goes to the gym and probably works out. Like you mentioned, she's still very fit. You know what I mean? Like she could probably still play hoops at a, at a high level, and I'm sure she's very active. So I think it was it was a little interesting. I noticed kind of that as well. But um, a lot of good guys on the show, that's for sure. Yeah, and after those uh, few guys that were introduced, we get Tasha and Caitlin, the season's right. uh, host. They kind of they they go to each guy's like hotel room, and yeah. when I when I was looking at it and I was why as I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of that old MTV show Room Raiders. <laughs> Never watched it. I, I have no seen, idea what you're talking about. You've nope. never seen Room Raiders? <laughs> no, dude. I didn't watch too much MTV. Room Raiders was, was... They took either three girls or three guys. It was basically a dating show. And yeah. whoever the girl or guy was on the show, they would like go through each contestant's like house. Mm-hmm. And like basically dig around to find like something like dirt or whatever to see yeah. if they were like a potential mate or whatever. But it's that show was it was clearly like producers just planted stuff. Yeah. <laughs> in their rooms. And which leads me to Ryan. Yeah. Who had what I like to call the Bachelorette playbook. Yeah. And they find it in his suitcase. Which yeah. <laughs> he really didn't hide it all that well. No. No. And I guess we'll dive straight into it with that then. Like, dude, I saw the preview for that. Like, I think it might have been right before the commercial maybe. And, like, or whatever. Like, when they went through that whole thing with Tasha And, dude, I cannot... I've never not believed something so much in my entire life in the show. Just like, like I think you had it. Like it seemed it was so planted, dude. And like his backstory, you know, he's a farmer in California. They grew up on the farm, still works there. It's like, it's like, come on. I just don't yeah. know if like if he was just planted there to kind of like add drama, which was kind of makes me sad. Like I don't know if that's true, but like it was just so cheesy. Like, and of course when they first you know hung out and he had his ice cream truck and she. Um, Michelle's like, oh, we had great chemistry because this is like, it's just like setting it up it just to crash. You know what I mean? It was almost too, yeah. too perfect. That's what kind of bugged me. And then, like, I mean, obviously, like, they ended up like talking about it, and he kind of took a, a turn that I didn't really think he would have. He's like, yeah, listen, I just never watched the show, and I got my friends' notes, and I was kind of surprised by that, and. Um, I think the main problem with let, let's 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 play stupid and let's say the notes are real. Like let's say like he meant well, his friends maybe made the notes for him, and he's naive, doesn't know any better. Like th- my my problem is like <laughs> for the friends, man. Listen, let's say I'm a, I'm his friend. I watch the show. Like you gotta know, man. If you're planning notes, like. They're going to find this stuff. Like, you don't get away with this stuff. Yeah. That's what the show's all about. All the, the show just exposes people for doing stupid stuff. If not, like, it's just, like, you should know by now. And even, like, if it's not true or if it is true, whatever, like, if you're Ryan in this scenario and he's like, I've never seen the show. I wanted notes of how to maybe play it well or whatever. Like, dude, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, Saran. This is more than a show. 
You're here to find love, Ryan. <laughs> like, you cannot treat this like a game and show up with strategy. If she likes you for who you are, Michelle, we she will recreate the time for you to have those moments. And, like, it bugs me, too, is, like, if I hope it's not true that he just didn't know the show because, like, that... It makes me mad at the friends. Like, how do the friends not know this? Like, this is, like, if you know the show, you know that just being genuine gets you far on its own. You don't need a playbook. That's bizarre. And it, it kind of takes me back. And I guess this is for our, our, our more tenured listeners on the show. Like, going back to last season for Katie's Bachelorette, like, it, it kind of brought me back to Katie's mindset towards Greg. And I guess right off, Phil, you and Greg was like a final three on the show and basically you know greg was like looking for that validation say listen like you've been telling me i'm your number one this whole time but can you just like let me know where i'm at before we go into this final rose ceremony and she just wouldn't do it she's like listen like you'll you're fine like i'll give you a rose for the next ceremony and he greg was like listen this is like for me this isn't like a show like i don't want a rose i want to know that like you like love me or like you want to be with me like this is more than a show like this is the rest of my life and you almost break that barrier of the show of like is this a game show or is it actually like you know like the rest of your life and Greg had that moment and Katie didn't give it to him she treated it like a show this is my opinion very controversial she treated it like a show Greg treated it like it was his life and some people say it was planned out some people say Greg was an actor in it I don't know what it is but that was my point of view I feel like for this case too it's like if you're coming into the show and you have a playbook, like, like you're not, you're just not gonna you're not gonna walk away with Michelle at the end of the show. You're just not. So yeah, it was right. just. I mean, I can't blame the guy for coming in prepared. If yeah. if the playbook was really his, which I don't yeah. I don't think it was. I think it was producers yeah. looking for something big for the first episode. Yeah, and this I mean, is. I, yeah, I, I think the, the pr- it wasn't like. The issue wasn't like the the facts about Michelle that wasn't like people obviously the other guys like they defined their own facts on Michelle too they just didn't write it down and keep it in their suitcase you know what I mean like everyone did that that's how you know who Michelle is but I mean the problem was like the words screen time and you know act interested like that's just kind of what whatever I don't know it was just it was wild <laughs> it was a yeah. lot and at first I thought because even Michelle said this that everything in the notes was about the show and not her yeah but later i think we find out later that there actually were some things in there about her which makes it to me it makes it a little creepy a little weird yeah it was just it was odd it was kind of like it was almost too weird to be true you know what i mean it was just it's like some like serial serial killer type like yeah. notes, and I mean like he, like dude, I saw on Twitter too like he had like the whole notebook that said like bachelorette on it with the, like a drawn on rose with a crayon, and like the word bachelorette was spelled wrong. Yeah, like it was just like like that was meant to be caught by Twitter. Like that spelling error was meant to yeah. be caught just to become a meme. It really like, make like it really makes me think this was like planted by the producers. Yeah. Which yeah, which is why I didn't really look too deep into it, and it was kind of a cheesy, cheesy act. I, don't know. I feel like sometimes the producers are pretty good with planting things and not making it so obvious. But for the first episode, like, like, do they really need that much to have? Like, 
in my mind is like, is is this season gonna be like? Were they concerned of how boring maybe the season was gonna be that they needed to plan something like this this early on? You know what I mean? Like it's it kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Like it's just not really a great sign. I don't know. I mean, looking back on the episode, uh, they really didn't need this. No. Because no. there were so many good moments, which we'll get right. into. Yeah. That they really didn't need this at all. No. No, I don't know. I think it just. I mean, he got his wish, I guess. Like, he got screen time. Yeah. Like, if this was real, like, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I think there's so much... It's really interesting, especially the first couple episodes, when there are so many guys. Like, like you don't know their stories. Like, there could be a grocery store Joe in the first group that left tonight that we just don't know about because we don't know his story. Like, Joe was so lucky in his season that he got some screen time. You know what I mean? Like, he was a nice guy and, like... If he didn't get screen time for whatever reason, he would not be who he is today. He wouldn't have been on Paradise. Like, really, it, it's it's interesting how much we just don't know. Because, like, if, like a few guys that, that, that got sent home tonight, like, I don't even know their names. And we'll never see them ever again, probably. I think <laughs> that's... Any, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much we just don't see. And they plan something like that just to, I guess, create more drama for whatever reason, so... I think I want to, before we get like deeper into the episode, I want to talk about uh, this morning I saw that the Australian version of The Bachelorette was, is going to air, uh, to, well, it'll be tonight in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow for us, but um, looking at it, it's it's a bisexual season. Really? Yeah, which I thought, why isn't that my first <laughs> experience <laughs> with The Bachelorette? Yeah. That seems wow. more, that seems like way more interesting yeah. than what we have right now. Yeah, that's... Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I that's, think... So, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette is the one that's bisexual, or no? Yeah, is it, is it's... It like a, is it, okay, it's not like a Paradise-type vibe, it's like an actual, like... Yeah. There's okay. But with men and women competing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the time actually to like watch the (laughs) first episode. Yeah. See if I can find it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, did you see Demi in this most recent Paradise or no? Um, I don't think so. No. So Demi, like, in the Paradise before so like when I was in Atlanta at the time she was on The Bachelor with Colton season and um, she was doing her thing and she went on Paradise and she ended up having a girlfriend she came on Paradise the girlfriend came but she was also with some guys it was like so that, it was kind of a little taste of that as well um, on that show but I think just having that sort of I think bisexual main character if you will it's going to be very interesting, and I don't know how you are able to watch that, but let me know how it goes, and we can follow up next week, I guess, on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, I will definitely give my yeah. quick review of the Australian Bachelorette on next week's yeah. episode. <laughs> I love that. So next we get the guy introductions, and the first guy we meet is Nate, and. Right who also gets the first impression rose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When we 
when he first talks to Michelle, he says his full name, which I did not catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she didn't catch it either. Mm-mm. And then he just goes, but my friends call me Nate. And I instantly thought, you should have led with that, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. That was, that was kind of funny. I, I didn't catch it either. I was like, what is, like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's, uh, introductions are fun, man. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. I did. Some of these guys' introductions are, I like, I, like I said, I never watched a full season of Bachelor or Bachelorette before, but I feel like. These introdu- some of these introductions are like classics to me. <laughs> yeah, and some of these guys just have no game whatsoever. It's just it's horrible, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> like some guys are, are pretty smooth, but like if they go through that like one span where they show like the like the most awkward ones, and it's just like ah, I don't know. It makes you think like if you were in that position, like what would you do? You know what I mean? Like that's maybe that's homework for us, like for next episode. Like if, if we were. In that position, walking up to like Michelle or like another bachelorette, like what would be your your like elevator pitch essentially in that first meet? Um, that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. But one thing I do miss is like, and like I remember like seasons ago, like like now, like you mentioned, like it's a lot of props are involved, a lot of yeah, you know, showy. Like it's very much like in my mind, it's like how can I stand out the most and maybe even like go viral like with what I'm doing like people at this point in the show are like almost known for what they do on night one like James for example in Paradise he was on Paradise if you remember he was on Katie's season um he was known as I think he was box guy cause he came in he came in like in a box basically on night one and hit they never saw his face or anything and he was he revealed himself like maybe at the rose ceremony or afterwards like it was he was kind of a mystery man and people are kind of known now as like how they show up and i think it's kind of a risky move i don't love it too much i think like i don't know i i kind of enjoy the the simple yet i don't know like effective punchlines if you will that are like not too showy but like get her attention you know what i mean because there's nothing wrong with stepping up to michelle and just you know, grabbing her hand and saying whatever like I think those are the moments that she would probably have a connection for rather than like showing up in a fire truck and I don't know. I think it's just, I guess it depends on the person, but there's, yeah. there's a lot of showboating for sure. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go over every guy in these yeah. guy introductions, but I just want to go over like the key ones, um, like Clayton who bought, <laughs> who brought the, uh, the yardstick. Yeah. And when I saw him with the yardstick, I instantly thought, he's going to make her spank him. <laughs> and that's oh, exactly yeah. what he does. Yeah. I got, that was a little freaky move. <laughs> and then she like going from the boy Clayton, that's for sure. Um, that's what I wrote in my, I wrote that down in my notes. I, saw, I put Clayton and then I put low-key freak. Yeah, dude. I, I saw your tweet too, man. I was like, hey, Clayton. Um... Yeah, that was kind of surprising and I don't know like so like I don't did you see like the rumors about him yet or no no I didn't see like I so went that, into this like completely blind I didn't want to yeah. know anything so about yeah. anyone so besides him I did too but this is like it's not a spoiler um but it's 
don't know if I should tell you. I guess I don't know. Do you want me to tell you or no? Is it a what is it a spoiler for? It's it's like it's it's a spoiler, but like it's different because like I I don't read spoilers or anything, but this was like broken news like by the Bachelor, like they announced it, so it's like this is like never happened before. It's, it's like a spoiler kind of if you wouldn't know, but it's like not because everyone knows it. If that makes sense, I don't know. But if you don't, I can hold back on it, I guess. But um, I mean, you can say it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a spoiler warning on this right now, yeah, just in go. case. Yeah. So um, if you don't want to hear the spoiler, skip yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like usually like this this is definitely not a usual thing for Bachelor Nation, but he's the next Bachelor. Clayton is and it was announced hmm. that um, I don't remember the reason why but it was announced like maybe a month ago or so um, it's cause like I guess the producers fell in love with him and thought that he was a great guy blah 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 and so like I saw a bunch of tweets in my timeline tonight that are like um, dang the bathroom's kind of freaky huh <laughs> like bathroom has, has a spanking and I was like what the heck dude like like it's just so weird and like I guess I don't know it's he's gonna be kind of interesting to watch because like people are a little skeptical like one how the news leaked like that how like they announced it but also like what makes this guy so special that he can go that go to that next level before we even meet him because usually like the next bachelor bachelorette are chosen by like basically like fan favorites you know what I mean like fans have a say because like if they fall in love like with someone like Michelle you know what I mean like Michelle is like people love Michelle it's like how could she not like people fell in love with her throughout the season like she was deserving of like finding love in the show and like people like we want to see Michelle as the bachelorette so that's kind of how it helped her come to be the bachelorette but like it's very strange to have someone from like bachelor nation become that next role without us even knowing who it is so um it's kind of a spoiler I guess technically it is I guess but it's I don't know, it's, it was released in, like, a weird way to where, like, more people know, I guess, if that makes sense, but I don't know. Yeah, so. Listeners, you can now tune back in. Yeah, spoiler warning, <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. So next we jump into Chris G. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah, Chris G is the motivational speaker. And you don't like those motivational speakers, do you? Yeah, I did. I did tweet that. <laughs> I don't yeah. trust motivational speakers at all. Yeah. And for some reason, I kind of feel like he's going to be the villain of this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, last season, in Katie's season, there was a guy named Carl who was also a motivational speaker. He was also in Paradise, probably one of just the biggest psychos in all like of all time just a villain like just a psychological liar and just not a good dude so um motivational speakers do not have a good rep at least in my eyes in this show so you may be onto something <laughs> <laughs> then next we have chris s who did his best pat mcafee impression right the shorts and the suit yeah <laughs> which i love pat mcafee I love when Pat McAfee dresses like that. So I have a lot of respect for Chris S. <laughs> for doing that. Yeah. It's just a bold move that I just can never pull off, so I don't even know. I mean, respect to that guy, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't have the legs for that. 
for the listeners at home, I do have chicken legs, very skinny, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, not a good look for me. And then, in a night of kind of one-upsmanship in introductions, the very next guy, LT, comes out in a tuxedo speedo. Right. <laughs> Which? Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a, it wasn't a bad look. It wasn't. Listen again, something I could not pull off, but it's <laughs> one of those like subtle things that I guess maybe she would remember him by. Um, I don't know. I think. I mean, I guess you do need to stand out at some point, but it's just. I mean, do you think you could pull something like that off or no? Uh, no, I'm not wearing a speedo, at all. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not for me. It's a no for me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have quite possibly my favorite guy out of everybody on the show Rick who comes out under a table head in a cloche mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> the whole episode I wanted him to stay under the table Yeah. and I got irrationally upset when he was he got that one on one time with Michelle and came out from under the table he should have stayed under it yeah he should have I mean I, I saw Twitter as well they were kind of rooting for that um, I think it was a big move though for him to come out of it because at some point like she does want to and she probably would have given him the rose to go into the next week just to kind of get to know him I guess just to see who this guy is under the table it's, it's kind of that mystery factor, like I mentioned before, with the guy from a past season who just stayed in the box the entire time. But <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it really, I think if I remember correctly, she, she kind of blew her away a little bit. Like they kind of clicked. They had some chemistry that when he got out of the, out of the table, and um, I think it's a huge step. Is one he has the the shock factor of the table, but also like this guy's actually a cool human being, and he's a nice guy, and he had a little bit of chemistry. So. I was also rooting for him to stay inside, but I think it's it's gonna pay off mightily, um, at least for a few more weeks for him. That specific move. I think it it will it would have been hilarious if he had stayed under that table for the whole yeah. episode. Just yeah. like even at the rose ceremony, where it would have been so funny to see all the guys standing up at when they're doing that wide shot of all of them. And then you just have Rick, <laughs> just his head on a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. I think, yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was clever. I wouldn't have credit. Like, that's like, I would see that. I wouldn't have been, like, it was, like, underneath the, the dish, whatever, lid or whatever it's called, I don't know, but to have his head there. And it was, it was good. Plus, it's spooky season. You know what I mean? Like, it's Halloween. Like, that's a a Halloween gag if I've ever seen one you know what I mean like it's yeah. just what people do it's like Halloween movies like so bonus points to that guy for sure and then we have Rodney who comes as the teacher cliche of the apple right and he called I feel like he struggled a little bit <laughs> yeah he did but I will give him credit though he did stay I don't I don't think he stayed in the apple costume for the rose ceremony but I think he did stay in it for like majority of the episode yeah yeah I think you're right and the one slip up that was kind of cringy I think he called himself like a Granny Smith apple which was just like dude 
Like green apple. Exactly, that's like, what I was thinking. Like, it's like does he know uh, that Granny Smiths are green? <laughs> like, and, and then she was like, and he was like, dang, you know a lot about apples. Like, dude, like, that's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, just like, look online. Like, I don't know. Who's this? Like, how do you not know that, man? Uh, I mean, he's a fit dude. He looks like he's pretty muscular. Like, does not eat apples, right? I feel like he definitely eats healthy, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And we have Peter who he introduces himself <laughs> with the pizza dough and yeah. then yelling. Yeah. And my immediate thought was this dude looks like a Jersey Shore reject. Right. Yeah. I don't like this guy. I'll say it. <laughs> I don't like this guy. I don't like, like him either. I really don't. <laughs> like he's one of those guys that's like He's gonna survive like two weeks or so, two, three weeks, and just float around. He's gonna have no chemistry with Michelle. He's just gonna exist. He's gonna probably get into some trouble because he's probably, where's he from? Is he from, looks like he's from Florida. Yeah, he's, he's from gonna, Florida. He's, he's gonna get some beef with some people and he's gonna stay in the show because there's gonna be drama that he's gonna be involved with probably. And just, he's just gonna be a loud mouth in the house that's just gonna stir things up. So Yeah, I, I give him. <laughs> five episodes tops nice yeah that's funny (laughs) then we have Daniel who comes out in a fireman's outfit and on a small fire truck I mean what a horrible feeling just to watch the next fella come out yeah only to be outshined by PJ <laughs> who comes right. out in an actual fire truck? Yeah, it's just like, uh, like can you imagine just like he, he planned that out. You know what I mean? Like you have months to plan this out, and just <laughs> and he's probably thinking to himself like, dude, why didn't I just get a big? It's like probably like, I could get a for actual fire truck for this. That's what he's probably thinking like he probably could have if you would have known. Maybe I don't know. Like, uh, just uh, got outgunned there for sure. Yeah, I, tw- I tweeted this as well about the the producers doing like a a real life you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one (laughs) then we have Joe who I believe had something going with Michelle before the season and then he just ghosted her yes that was my takeaway I yeah, that was he's gonna be interesting. I I knew he would definitely get a rose just for yeah I know the show's true. purpose, but it just I don't know, man. I it just this is really either way. He could like he could go far in the show. I think just because of that connection and like if she did have interest in the past, like I, don't know. I think as long as he clears himself up that like the reason why he ghosted her was the reasons he stated and like sticks by that and it isn't because he wasn't interested or anything like that like he could very well just redeem himself and almost have a leg up just because of the past itself yeah um, but I don't know if like the previews I don't I know there's a scene where they're talking about oh does does she know him I don't know if that was about Joe or about I'm assuming I'm assuming it's about Joe but I wonder if that becomes an issue too that people find out if they know each other because that 
past season has been a little bit of a controversy to where if people find out that a contestant knows the bachelor or bachelorette, like it's instant like, oh wow. So kind of shadiness on both sides, they didn't tell us this. You know what I mean? Like what are they hiding? Like are we, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. I know like past relationships are always a little messy when it comes to this show. Yeah, uh, I feel like this season is going to be like Joe's like redemption arc, mm-hmm. just for him personally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we'll get into like who our favorites are going into mm-hmm. further into the season, but I feel like Joe definitely has like a really good chance of making it yeah. to the end. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good dudes in here. I think, I guess on the side note too, I think Michelle is actually doing a really nice job. I think she, she's like a lot of control in the room, but she's also just like very, just, she seems so like intelligent, like so reasonable. I think she's gonna do great this season. Like, I think the way she handled like Joe's Rose, for example, like, like clearly she thought it through and like she took her time to, to think it over it's the big road I mean it's the first ceremony it's not a huge deal but like I, th- I think that was kind of her message showing like listen I'm gonna take this seriously like Joe like you know why I'm doing this like you know what I mean like, it was kind of a message yeah. to Joe saying I'm gonna like like don't have this up like, I'm giving you a chance like this was tough for me to give you a rose but know that like I'm giving you the chance bones in your core like, let's see what we can do with this so I think I don't know I'm I'm really excited for Michelle to kind of see how she progresses throughout the season and to see who becomes the frontrunner for her. Yeah, I definitely don't think she needed to, like, right before she gave the rose to Joe, like, take that moment and walk away. Like, I think the producer just told her to do that for, like, dramatic yeah. effect. Because mm-hmm. I think it was totally unnecessary. Because <laughs> they made it seem like she wasn't going to pick Joe. But yeah. I think it just came across as like it's obvious she's picking Joe. Like, yeah, yeah. They just producers have a hand in everything, man. You just never know. <laughs> they they're all over the place. Also, side note, um, I don't know if you noticed during the rose ceremony, it was pretty like it was light out. It was light outside, and I guess like a little Easter egg, if you will, but maybe you don't know, was like. I think they typically film this whole first night like it takes forever they started late at night and the whole like one-on-ones with the guys like where she's meeting with them for the first time like um it takes hours and hours and the next day comes that's when the roaster already happens so it's like the next day so it's basically morning if you will the next day is when the roaster when takes place so it's like a long 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 day um, like they squeeze it in hours into like a two hour show but this is like <laughs> like I mean I guess it makes sense if you can imagine like her meeting with 30 different guys and having the time and maybe yeah. have some breaks and eat food right like meals like this is a long process and um, it's kind of cool to kind of funny to see like a little bit of light outside <laughs> yeah this this is show that comes on like it's over now but it came on Lifetime originally and now it's on Hulu called Unreal mm-hmm. and it's about like kind of behind the scenes 
production of a show like The Bachelor. Yeah. And it's not it's not a reality show. It's a scripted show mm-hmm. that just follows this girl who's a producer on a romantic reality show. Yeah. And it kind of shows like all the ins and outs of what goes into making something like this. Hmm. So ever since I watched that show, I kind of like feel like I have a good grasp of what goes into something like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, you'll see definitely throughout the season two, like, how it's kind of like a funny joke on Twitter, like, like, The Bachelor, like, works hard, but the producers work harder, or something like that. Like, <laughs> the producers are psychos, dude, like, in, in the best way possible, like, creating drama. Like, they dig up everything that could like basically come up and they bring it into the show and they like like there's basically like I don't know like it was I don't I don't want to get into it but like you're gonna see like the amount of situations they create they're just bizarre and it's like how do they know this how did this happen like how it's producers like they just create chaos and they love it and they're here yeah. for it and I'm here for it so that's why people watch because on Unreal they the showrunner the uh the executive producer she gets all the associate producers and she says hey pick your like your three guys and produce them like tell them whatever you need to tell them to do whatever you need them to do and like they put money on it like between the producers (laughs) they put money on like oh (laughs) One of my guys is gonna win the season, or one of my guys is gonna win the oh, season. That's funny. <laughs> and it gets that's it gets, funny. It gets really crazy, and yeah. I kind of feel like they kind they must do this. I think they do. <laughs> I think I I actually saw a TikTok where it was kind of like a little bit of like a behind the scenes, not behind the scenes, but like a fun facts about the Bachelor maybe you didn't know type TikTok. And it was like, um, like there's so much like producers are involved so much and I think each contestant I think they do have their own producer like assigned to them so like I, I mean I don't know if it's that extreme to where like they bet on who's <laughs> is gonna win but like it just I'm sure like they just they know so much about the contestant by the end of the that they just like they have so much power you know what I mean like it's, it's kind of scary I don't know <laughs> yeah so let's get into like our predictions of like our very early predictions let's say yeah. your three guys who you feel could win the whole thing yeah based on tonight's episode yeah so i'm gonna pull up my list so for the folks at home um i told saran before it takes me about three or four weeks to kind of know the names of everyone except this horrible with names so i'm just pulling up a face <laughs> a face with the names <laughs> list um and obviously a main one that I think is going to go far, it's got to be Nate. And just for the sole reason he got the first rose. Um, history has shown time and time again that the winner of the first rose, which is the name of our podcast, which is why I suggested the name because the importance of the first rose I think is enormous. Um, they always are huge contenders to, I guess, get the final rose and end the show and, and walk away with a wife or a husband 
um, they're either like final threes for the most part or at least somewhat have a huge connection um, with the I guess the main person if you will um, for the most part so I'm definitely going to take Nate um, sort of the top guy um, I think Rick just because like I, I mentioned he came out of the came out of the table and I, I think he did a nice job of um, kind of making a first impression so he's going to be on there um, I don't know I guess for the last one I'm going to stick with kind of what we've been saying overall conversations wise and I'm going to go with Joe because I think he's a wild card and it's week one anything could happen might as well put Joe in the in the mix here yeah, I'm gonna. I think two of the guys you picked, I have the same. I have Nate and I have Joe. Yeah. I think I have Joe just outright winning it. Dang. <laughs> All right. That's my very early prediction. That might. That's obviously going to change the more episodes yeah. that, that I watch. Yeah. So Nate and Joe, and. I kind of feel like PJ. I like that. Like I don't know something about him and his introduction. Yeah, like he was really, cool. like it yeah. kind of really got me. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Michelle had this look in her eye when she first saw. Him. Right. 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 I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't love anyone yet. I don't. I'm not like crazy about him. I think he's just. As the season is gonna progress, like we're gonna start to know who these people are, and like we're gonna see those moments, especially once one on one start. Like that's when we're gonna really get to know these people. And I'm assuming like Nate's gonna get an early one on one. I bet Joe does too. Just so good. I'm sure Michelle's gonna wanna like weed out Joe and kind of see if he's the real deal. Cause she's not gonna he's not gonna be someone that she's gonna wanna you know find out weeks later that maybe he's not here for the right reasons. She's gonna want to like know right away just because they have a history and I bet he has one of the first one on ones and I think it's gonna be huge at least for your sake since you picked him to win um, <laughs> to kind of see if he does have a, a long a long future here. It's not it's it's not my official pick. <laughs> just, uh, unofficial official unofficial. It's my yeah it's my official unofficial pick just yeah. based on this episode alone. Right, right. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I feel like too. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't. I don't feel like I know a lot of the guys that. I mean, I, I maybe I just wasn't completely focused on sometimes. But like, I just, I feel like I just don't know a lot of the people yet. So I'm just, I think I'm looking forward to next episode and, and kind of see what happens. But it's gonna be a good season, dude. I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, I'm kind of based on based on this first episode. I. I, you know, things are gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be good. If I had to give like a rating for it, my first episode of The Bachelorette, I would probably give it an eight out of ten. Gotcha. It's a good score. Yeah. It's a good score. Um, I guess for me, I was probably thinking. I give like, like a seven four, seven four is not too bad. Um, also a weird like. I don't see very many ratings, in like the point. 
It just helps differentiate a little bit, you know what I mean? Like it's I was I think Like you do you do like a seven and a half, but a seven point four. Seven and a half is like I don't think it was at that level. I don't know. I feel like seven and a half is like I want it just below seven and a half. I, that's where I felt comfortable, so I just had to go for it. I just it felt right when I said it. And um stick with it. Seven point four. Lock it in. But yeah, I feel like that was a it was a, it was a good episode, you know. Yeah, definitely a good, good episode. It was good, dude. Hundred percent. I think this podcast is gonna be fun too. I think it's gonna be. This is my first ever podcast, ever. So this is listen. Nerves are gonna come out a little bit. I think you and me <laughs> we're gonna create some great chemistry together throughout yeah. the season. We're gonna like start going back and forth with each other. It's gonna be awesome. And you know, there's so many. Like already like popular like bachelor bachelorette podcasts out there, and the beauty of it is, we're not trying to compete. We're just bonding with the bros. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're just talking shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're talking about love, right? That's what it's about, Saran. It's about <laughs> finding someone you can walk away with for the rest of your life. We're just talking about happiness when you think about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's all about, man. No, I'm kidding. But it's like I was gonna since, say, are we? Are we gonna? <laughs> Are we going to talk about the... Because I, I actually did look it up. Are we going to talk about the statistics of how many couples actually stay together after their seasons? Uh, no, that's kind of the irony of it. But I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean it's fun. Because, like, sometimes, like, you see... I mean, you see some relationships come out of it that are, like, you root for. Like, like you fall in love with the process of people falling in love. Like, Joe, like, you watch Joe for... Grocery Store Joe for two episodes... You want to see that guy succeed in life, you know what I mean? Like, just, I don't know, like... Yeah, but he... It's going to be fun. He made a... I think he, he he needed to get over Kendall. That's... Oh, for sure. He went into that. He went into that Bachelor in Paradise just... Oh, Kendall. He was a broken oh, man. I can't he was get broken. over Kendall. It's like, yeah. come on, man. You're, you're on an island with a bunch of beautiful women. Like... And then, speaking of producers... You actually didn't see this, but they brought Kendall on the show. I did see that in the previews. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, I did see that in the previews of like the first episode, and when I saw it, my jaw dropped. And I yes. was like, yeah, I have to see when Kendall comes back. But then yeah. I kind of forgot about it <laughs> because, yeah. I, like I said before, the Bachelor in Paradise, like, I feel like most of the time on the show is spent talking about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I love, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's actually funny. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just an example of like, like I mentioned, the producers like they pull some crazy stuff out of their butts, and then just like here we go. Like we know this is gonna create the max amount of chaos, and and they're gonna roll with it. So it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the First Rose Podcast. Yeah, this is a it's a good first episode, and yeah. give us a follow on Twitter to the yeah. to the maybe the one or zero listeners listening to this first episode. <laughs> it's at the First Rose Pod on Twitter. We have three followers, two of which are Saran and I, and then our other <laughs> friend. Harrison, shout out Harrison. Maybe on the podcast. Maybe on the podcast and in the future. Maybe Acorn as well. And we'll bring, we'll bring some guests on. So stay tuned, folks. 
it's not going to be just Saran and I. It's going to be a whole cast of characters that are looking to you know have some conversations about the show and you know just just talk about it. So yeah. this is good. This is going to be fun. I'm. It's kind of funny too. Before we let everyone go <laughs> I'm talking like we have viewers listeners because we don't but like I mean, you, before... you never know like this <laughs> that's is going, that's true this is going up on Spotify it's going up on Apple Podcasts like do, do we have to pay for to go on Spotify or how does that even no, work no you don't okay. have to pay I didn't know that well um, technically you, it's complicated but <laughs> I don't have to pay to put this first episode up on Spotify let's just make that alright alright um <laughs> anyway it was, it's kind of funny because I was like I mentioned um, I worked with Saran a little bit and um, at first of course I was roasted because I watched like The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and I remember this very vividly at work I'm just it happens like it's just like people are like oh you watch that show I'm like yeah you should watch it and they're like nah 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 and then Saran like every once in a while he'd reach out to me and say like are you watching the you're gonna watch the new season or like yeah, like I'll watch it with you if you watch it it's just like out of nowhere these tags like I think he's low key like he wants in like cause it, like you look he wanted in and I know yeah. it's, that's how I got into the point where like I thought it was stupid and I watched like one two episodes and I was like hooked for the rest of the season <laughs> we saw that a little bit with Acorn and he'll be on the show too later on like one of his friends from high school um was on the show during Matt James' season as well. I think it was Bree um, went to high school with her. Um, and so he watched, and he kind of said, you know, I was kind of hooked on the show a little bit. So I think he watched a number of episodes because, like, he was kind of sucked in. You get sucked into the show. And, and anyway, I think, Saran, you reached out to me, like, maybe a couple of months ago, and you're like, yeah, yo, hey, do you want to make a podcast? Or, or I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I didn't know if you were serious or not. Cause, like, yeah, you <laughs> You're kind of hard to read sometimes. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. And then like, you think know, you text me? You're like, you're like, hey, Austin, I I got the mic. It came in the mail. I was like, what? I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing this. I was like, all right, bet. And then like, you made the logo. We came up with the name and killed the logo. Awesome logo. Um, yeah. And then the Twitter was made, and we have social now. It's just this could be huge, man. This could be the rest of our lives. You know, listen, if this blows up, Saran, again. We're not in it for the fame, not in it for the money, not in it to get famous. We're here just talking as bros. But if this blows up, Saran, it's credit to you, man. This is this is your idea. Yeah, Let's this... state it now. Episode one, all credit and success goes to Saran as he is the founder <laughs> and CEO of the First Rose Pod. You know what's funny? This podcast could have happened months ago. Yeah. Because... You were supposed to let me know when last season started. Yeah. But you never did and I forgot about it. And I yeah. feel like I feel like that coming at like looking back on what I've heard about that season, like the whole the guys yeah. couldn't masturbate in the house or whatever. Yeah. Like I feel like that would have been great material for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, that was probably that was definitely one of the better seasons of the past two or three of them that were it was it felt normal because I know like Tasia's season and then Matt James they were both weird because like it was COVID centered and they couldn't leave the house and what and what's nice too is like with Michelle's preview it looks like they do travel a little bit they go to Minnesota um but even like with Katie's they didn't travel in Katie's season but like it felt more normal if you will like Matt James was weird and Tasia's season was weird it was just a weird dynamic in the house but Katie's season felt normal. It felt 
drama filled. I, I really like the guys that were in that season, and there's a lot of powerhouse guys that I think will make a return at some point in the future, and a lot of them are actually already on Paradise, but um, I think this should be a good season for you straight to kind of hop on board, and um, Michelle's a good one, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, and shout out to Tasia and Caitlin. Like, yeah, they're, they're good hosts. I, I like hosts that don't try to like muscle their way into screen yeah. time. Yeah, like they're just low key. Like, here's the Bachelorette. Here's the guys. Right. We're fading into the background. Yeah. Um. I like Tasia quite a bit. I think I'm a big fan of Tasia. I know she was also on Colton season. Um, it's funny too because, at least from my point of view, she she made it pretty far with Colton, but she was kind of like um, a villain in my eyes. Um, because I, I don't remember what she did, but I, I did not like her leaving that season. Um, then she went on Paradise. And that's when I really was like, oh, I actually like her a lot. Like, she was very down to earth, super sweet, and like, just an awesome person. And things didn't work out there, obviously. And then she began the Bachelorette, and then she walked away um, with a hug, with the, at least an engagement as well. Um, I, I like Tasha quite a bit. Honestly, I was not, because these two were both the hosts of last season for Kaylin as well. Um, for Katie, I mean. For Katie, for Katie's season, and I wasn't a fan of Caitlyn that much. I think, for some reason, I, I wasn't a huge fan. But she's growing on me, and I think they're a good duo for sure. And, and Caitlyn is also a product of Bachelor success, as she is, I believe, engaged engaged to Jason. I don't know if you know who that is, but um, they were not in the same season, but they met through Bachelor connections, essentially. Um, it's kind of a spider web of relationships. It's basically this entire bachelor world. Um, but um, I think I saw as well that this may be the last season with those two as a host. I think Jesse Palmer will be stepping in in future seasons. and Quarterback he, Jesse Palmer? Correct, yeah. Because he was, he obviously worked for like ESPN. He has the ABC connection, but he was a past bachelor. I think he was the bachelor in the past. Um, he, correct, he was quarterback, played football, and I think he became the bachelor. Then he went back, worked for ESPN, and he's doing football stuff. I think he still does football stuff. He might still be doing it, but he's going to be the new host in the future. And so I think he's going to be interesting. I, I do like him quite a bit, obviously. like He has a good connection with Bachelor Nation, which I think is huge. I think the most important thing that they could have done is bring in someone that like can connect and that truly knows what's going on in the show and not just have some random like Ryan Seacrest come in that just has no connection at all but like I think he's going to be good he's a TV commentary guy so it's it's a natural gig for him um, but I guess enjoy Taisha and Caleb White and Strand oh well I, I do like them I like them very much yeah. Caitlin's quite the looker. There it is. That's what we're waiting for. You can, if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Twitter at the White Brad Pitt. That's D A White Brad Pitt. 
Don't ask where that name came from. I like that. <laughs> we, where can we follow you, Austin? Follow me on Twitter. It's at T-O-W-N-S-22, at Towns22. Um, where can we follow on Instagram? We'd love to see that. Uh, Insta is at Townsy13, T-O-W-N-S-Y, 13. Um, we do follow back sometimes. Okay, I'll follow back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we got going on. And again, follow. We have the Twitter for the, the pod too. It's at the First Rose Pod on Twitter. So looking to grow. Serena did a nice job of tweeting. Um, and this is a super long podcast. This first episode. I don't know how long they'll usually be. I don't know what the listener span is, but I've enjoyed this quite a bit. I could talk for hours. Yeah, um, time is flying. It's already eleven thirty. I'm like, how is it already eleven thirty? I feel like we just got on, but and I still. I still have to edit this to go out tomorrow, so... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'll say one more thing about the Twitter. This is... I guess I, this doesn't need to be a part of the podcast, but so I think what's cool about Twitter is, like, um, the hashtag, the Bachelorette. Like, anyone can literally... Like, your tweet can blow up just by using the hashtag. That's what's really cool about, like, Bachelor Twitter is, like, is long, if you make a funny tweet or do something crazy, like, as long as you use the hashtag, like, people see it. And so, like, it's great for, like, our growth, which, again, this, I don't know why I'm saying this in the podcast, but, like, it's, like, <laughs> I think I think it could be it could be very useful. So, Saran's tweeting some good content, so give us a follow, and um, if you could tweet, let us know it's Saran behind the, behind the keyboard. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leaving all that in there. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm trying to do very little editing on this. Right. Well, listen, you should actually, for the first episode, just let it fly, man. Loose. Yeah, I think I mean, you could. I mean, you can edit out maybe the spoiler part. You don't need that. You, you I'm not editing the spoiler out. I'll probably put like in the Spotify description. I'll probably put like a timestamp saying, "Hey, there's a spoiler here." Yeah, Skip I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, like, you could. I mean, if you wanted to, I keep. I mean, we don't have any listeners, man. Like, no one's gonna like. No one's gonna sue us, or no one's gonna like freak out. Or, like rage us on Twitter if they hear. I mean, we we definitely can leave it all in. I think we definitely can have like with, like, with your, like, friend group or whatever that you have. Yeah. And then mine's. I feel like we can get a few, uh, yeah. a few solid listeners. You know. That's correct. I do have friends. Let's. let's <laughs> I do have a friend group. Yes. Ah. Yes. Um. That's true. Yeah, we could, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think what's cool, too, is about the Twitter is, like, if we do, like, get a following there, like, I love how it's just associated with the podcast, so people can check it out that way, too. But um, I guess, like, for, for listeners, because I don't even know these answers, like, is the podcast just through that link that they click, or is it going to be, like you said, through Spotify? Is it, like, when does that transfer over, I guess? It's going to be, like, when I set it all up, Right now, it's like rss.com. Yeah, rss.com is like is how you get your podcast. Well, it's not it's not the only way to get your podcast on Spotify, but for me, it's like the easiest way to get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everything. And when right. you sign up for rss.com, they kind of give you your own website to host the podcast as well. Right. So it's gonna be on the website, which is the link is in our Twitter bio. It's gonna be on Spotify. It's gonna be on Apple Podcasts. I 
think it may even be on Google Podcasts too. Damn. Which I don't know anybody who uses Google Podcasts. Like yeah. I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. Unless they want to sponsor a podcast, everyone uses Google Podcasts. <laughs> <These> sponsor bars, <laughs> you never know.